Dueling Genre Productions presents Immunities, an audio drama. What a beautiful night. Yes, it is. Did you see that? See what? A light. It's gone now. Are you okay? I'm feeling a little drowsy. I better sit down. Here, let me help you. About five months ago, there was something in the night sky. Something happened to the people who saw it. And if someone looked them in the eyes, it would happen to them too. How are you feeling? I am feeling much better. I thank you for asking. And you yourself, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm fine. Or, uh, I was fine. I feel a little unsteady now. I suggest having a rest. It did me a world of good. They looked at their families, and then they searched out friends, strangers, everybody. Some people didn't change. We think maybe one person out of 2,000. So, for five months, you've just been hanging out? Shelly, I don't know what this is. I've never seen anyone just become normal again. I have to be careful. You might just change back into one of them. You might be one of them now. (sighs) This is too complicated. I'm too tired to deal with it. And I'm still half expecting you to tell me it's all just a story. It isn't. I just know I have to close my eyes now. Wait, Shelly? No. Shelly? Shelly? Shelly, don't worry. Shelly? Just for a second. Shelly! Immunities, an audio drama about almost everyone being against you. Available from DuelingGenre.com and your podcatcher of choice starting in July. Dueling Genre to Spider-Man Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze and celebrate the movie Spider-Man one girlfriend bribing minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Zach Luna. And I'm Dan Gavostin from the Amazing Spider-Talk podcast. Uh, so today we're talking about Minute 72, which begins with uh, Peter continuing to drop eaves on the uh, Harry MJ phone call and ends with Peter saying, I think I'm going to stay up for a while. Yeah. Let me tell you what, this minute is incredible. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I uh I, I think that this is I mean you kind of you kind of uh hinted at this yesterday, uh Zach, but mm-hmm. I do think this is absolutely without a doubt the most Harry Osborne like James Franco ever is in this trilogy. And like, yes. this is someone who, you know, I completely accept him in this role as this character in this trilogy. But it, when you compare him 
to comic book Harry Osborn, he's very different except for this scene. This scene is so, so Harry Osborn. That, uh-huh. I mean, uh, I mean, it's it's the most like obvious bit in here, but just the phrasing of no, I want to I want to buy you something because uh, yeah. it'll make you feel better. That is. Oh, boy. That is so being on the wrong track in the perfect way. And I, mm-hmm. I love the way he plays it. I love the way they sell that. I love Peter's reactions in the background. I just love it. I just... In, until like the early 2000s where Harry suddenly became like a Lothario. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Somehow his time dead in Europe uh, you know, changed <laughs> his dating game quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, he always... He always got women. He was dating Mary Jane way before Peter ever got over there. Um, I, like, you know, so I don't, I, you know, I always took it as uh, Harry wasn't a particularly attractive guy, but he was rich. And so that's why people kept him around because he made, you know, hanging out fun because he always had money to spend. Yeah. Uh, that, that's always how it struck me in those early uh those early Lee Ditko Ramita era um, books, and then later he became a little more, a uh, little more sniveling, I guess. Um, especially, you know, once the Green Goblin sort of became like less a uh, less a schemy guy and more of a actual like threatening villain. Yeah, <laughs> Harry Osborn would never recover from having a Fu Manchu in my mind. <laughs> he definitely sports a Fu Manchu for his story arc. Yeah. Oh, buddy. Oh, yeah. Buddy. It's bad news. It is. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the thing about this, this, uh, you know, offering to buy or something, uh, he doesn't, he doesn't have any power. That's the only thing that he has is money. That's the only thing he has to offer. And he's so worried about losing her because one, he couldn't save her. He got knocked unconscious yet, uh, somehow retained his memories, uh, this time. Sure. Uh, Yeah. So, you know, (laughs) and managed to like dress nicely (laughs) for casual lounging. Yeah. Something that Um, Peter is incapable of doing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's just wearing the same thing he was wearing at the, at the, at the show. Oh no. I meant he can't sit in a chair normally. Oh no! Oh, yeah, we'll get to I that see. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Purge um, is like a gargoyle, no matter where he is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Practicing. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> this uh, I I also really like this bit where he says uh, where she hangs up on him because yeah. I like how it's played because you could easily play it as she's so over you, dude. Like she's a hundred percent into Spider-Man. Right. You can actually absolutely take it that way. And that's certainly how he seems to be taking it. Cause it's definitely hurting his pride. Yeah. <clears throat> but you can hear it in the phone. And I, I, you know, I assume whoever worked the audio here really used the space between him saying sleep tight. Don't let the bed bugs bite. There, he took like a beat between sleep tight and don't let the bed that they have the, the sound of Mary Jane taking the phone away from her ear and going to hang it up. Yeah. So that by the time it hangs up and you hear the click, it's halfway through. Don't let the bed bugs. But but she doesn't hear that because right. the phone is already, already away, away from, from her ear. ear. Yeah. She, she thought sleep tight was the end of the conversation. So she's not being a jerk. Right. It's just it, he's not letting her get off the phone. So really, he's being a little bit of a creeper. <laughs> yeah. 
Really, Harry? Yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> no. right? I know. Crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> it's oh, and I love that it's just you know played all in that one shot, just him mm-hmm. directly facing the camera and having his most like vulnerable, uncomfortable moment right in front of our faces. It's it's lovely, and I I think there's an instinct too. I mean, we have the cutaways that are very sparingly used just at P- Peter's reaction. But for the most part, this this sequence is just Harry being uncomfortable on the phone and staying uncomfortable on the phone. And I, I really I like that choice because we can just sit and sit in the performance that it's not edited to death. It's not like, you know, a lot of different coverage. It's just a man stuck in this frame the way he's stuck in this phone conversation, trying his damnedest to make something of it. And he can't. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just think that like the way it's shot matches it pretty well. Yeah. What do you make of this artwork in the background? I mean, the colors are definitely like red, green, green and blue, you know, like this kind of goblin Spider-Man <laughs> mix up. But oh. I can't really make out what it is. It's not anything. It's just it's just a bunch of uh, paint smeared on a canvas. Yeah, well, there's there a couple earlier shot earlier scenes in the um uh, the apartment where you can get a clear look at it. But yeah, one of those abstract pieces. But I never thought of it that way until now that, yeah, sure. When they're picking pieces for this room. Let's stick with the the color palette we're aiming for in the film overall. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of fun. Ah, I like that. that. Little, little details. Um, <laughs> so this, uh, so so, I have a working theory now. Uh-huh. Um, with this because of the way that uh, Harry's talking about. Um, he's like, he's like, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I I should have told you, but you never made a move, so you know yeah. and peter's like yeah yeah you're right i i never i never did um and and he plays toby plays that moment a little weird because i can't tell if he is like you're totally right i didn't you had every right in the world to do that or if he's playing like you're right i never did but you still could have you still should have kept waiting like I, yeah. I can't really read his performance there particularly well um yeah. there's yeah. part of it that reads a little passive aggressive uh, which is weird because Toby's Peter is such an earnest character that it seems like a just a slightly weird beat for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. How is this friendship tenable? I don't know, I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Like Harry definitely sees Peter as this kind of pushover guy, and Peter's like smugly rooting for Harry's self destruction with MJ. It's like mm-hmm. I guess, I mean I guess this is like a, a a natural male relationship but like yeah I mean they're uh, young you know yeah. like but they're yeah. like 27 Well and that's <laughs> yeah um and that's but that's the yeah Spider-Man's been a thing for like 10 years at this point um <laughs> we just skipped forward yeah. that montage was really long <laughs> Well um, if you look underneath their kitchen table I mean they they are stocking some high grade alcohol under there <laughs> they sure are for, for like oh, 18 yeah, year olds true. they are they are uh they're buying good stuff harry doesn't mess harry's, around yeah <laughs> yeah harry i mean harry's starting that alcoholism early uh yeah you know he's gotta he's gotta nurse that thing so he's got it you know well in hand by the next movie <laughs> um so uh my theory is that harry while he believes that that mary jane is very attractive Mm-hmm. He's more dating her because he thinks it's what his dad would like. And also 
because to a certain extent, and maybe he's not even fully aware that he's doing it, but I think deep down, Harry is went after Mary Jane as revenge against Peter for kind of stealing the love of his father away. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's presented like, at least as, as, as much as that in, um, when he, when he first starts on this, I'm going to go after MJ track. It's literally at the graduation scene right after right. like, hey, uh, Peter and, uh, Norman have that heart to heart. Like it's at least in visual terms, uh, uh, a cause and effect chain in that direction. So I, I mm-hmm. buy it. I think it's a, that's a, a fairly workable, if like really ugly, uh, motivation. <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, harry doesn't do a lot of pretty things yeah uh, you know that's that's why i mean well, look i have a lot to say about his arc but i i do i i think that his arc ends the only way that it could um in this trilogy and yeah. it's probably i i mean i i would be hard pressed to find a thing i love more uh <laughs> in spider-man 3 than uh, the end of Harry's arc. Sure. Um, yeah. So, so, you know, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think he is, he is uh, as a result of, you know, his love for his father and being sort of, you know, always trying to impress him, always focused on um, trying to be good enough, but always being told that he isn't good enough. I think all of that just really kind of poisoned this kid And turned him into kind of an ugly person. Uh, And I think he's he's fairly good at hiding it, especially in this movie. Yeah. But I I definitely think that the darkness is there um, uh, much, much more out in the open than it ever was with Norman. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Jay Baruchel. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, uh, yeah. What, what do you, what do you think about, uh, about Franco's Harry, Dan? I like it. I mean, it's a, it's a different take on it, but you know, I don't know. I don't think Harry's, uh, personality has ever really been that consistent. Um, Mm -hmm. and to me, this reminds me of kind of like Harry on the edge from like spectacular Spider-Man and kind of like. He kind of leans into his kind of behavior a little strong in that comic. So I'll take it here. I mean, everybody is kind of a cartoon version of themselves. And so it's a heightened version that I have no problem with. I always liked this character, even when he's turning to the camera and saying delicious. You know, <laughs> uh, every, every version of Franco's Harry is fun to watch. Yeah, and they're right for yeah. these movies, you know. Like mm-hmm. it, it's the right take on Harry for this world, this you know, uh, Spider-Man universe. That's not quite the universe from the comics. That's uh, workable in a two-hour movie format. Uh, I think he, he does what he needs to do, and this mm-hmm. and this is the one of the best examples of it. Like this is Harry being very functional to the plot and uh, <laughs> just being entertaining as it happens. I really love this scene. Just, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it like lines up with Ditko and uh, Ramita's, you know, uh, and Stan Lee's version of Harry so much. But I think a lot of that whole 
Harry losing the love of his father thing is a lot of is a huge retcon. Yeah. So like in, in that regard, uh, I think it you know is is really uh, right on key with the, those interpretations. Yeah, for sure. Um. So the uh the shooting draft um after the uh the we had the kept draft and then we had two other writers uh rewrite it and we end up with the shooting draft and in that after um Sp- Spider-Man leaves MJ on the roof uh we actually cut to Harry entering the apartment hmm. um and Peter is at the window Drinking a glass of milk is what it says. <laughs> and Harry's on the phone and he's saying, pick up, pick up. If somehow you got, you get this, call me right away. So he's leaving a message. And then he says, Peter, oh man, I'm glad you're here. Any word? Has she called? Peter says, not yet. She will. And Harry goes, she will. How do you know? You don't know that. Here's a feeling I have. Uh, you okay? How's your head? And he says that they patched it up. It's nothing. Uh, and he goes, where did he take her? What 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 would he what would he do to her? Thank God my father wasn't there. That whole scene, where'd they where'd that thing come from? What was it? And then he looks at Peter's glass and goes, "What is that milk?" <laughs> and Peter goes, he goes, "Uh huh, I got a milk." And he goes, "Why are you worried?" And Peter goes, "Oh right, I am worried." Uh, <laughs> and then there he says, "I put it together. Spider Man knows she's my girlfriend. He'll want to ransom my father." And then Peter cocks his head to the side and goes, "Really? What could he get?" <laughs> <laughs> now that's in line with Dicko's Peter. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Always in it for the money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, and then the phone rings and Harry answers it and then it's MJ and we get the conversation. So I don't know if this was something they shot and then deleted. Yeah. Uh, because they realized they could just sort of come in to the scene with him already on the phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the the joke of him leaning into frame plays better because you don't know that he's already, already there. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that might be uh, that might be the reason that uh, that that happened. But that's um, wonderful. I want to see that deleted scene. I yeah. know. I would love to see that deleted scene. Now, unfortunately, there's no because uh, there's a deleted scene of Peter in the bathroom at school right before, right after the cafeteria scene, and right before his fight with Flash mm-hmm. that was cut. And you just, you can't find any of the deleted scenes from this movie. They didn't put them on the DVDs. It's so weird. Is there anyone more appropriate to drink milk than Tobey Maguire? I know. (laughs) I really want that image. I I love that. (laughs) What is it? Milk? Yeah. Yeah. I I just want them to do the rest of the scene with the milk mustache. (laughs) He's like he's like smirking to himself because MJ's calling him incredible, but he's got a milk mustache. <laughs> he puts on the mask and the milk mustache sustains itself over the mask. Yes. <laughs> uh, see, that would be the poster for the Got Milk campaign that they would launch. Absolutely. Right, right, afterwards. Right. Yeah. Does Sony have a relationship with the dairy farmers of the of the USA? Because they definitely <laughs> would have gone into that if they if they did. Oh, totally. Oh man, I, th- that's just such a great image. I mean, even even without the like humorous exaggeration aside, I I love the like quaint wholesomeness of Peter. Let's just <laughs> before you get home, just opening the door and Peter's in there 
with a glass of milk, like, hey, you know, hey. <laughs> just what, I just love the what is that milk? Like, <laughs> just <laughs> like, what, are, what, what are you are doing? doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, product placement, I noticed that there's a Columbia sticker on the fridge. That's what I, it is. I know yes. they shot at Columbia, but it's supposed to be Empire State, right? Yeah, in uh, at least in the the Amazing Spider-Man run, it was Empire State. Um, I feel I feel like they might have retconned some other ones to Columbia later in the game, but I haven't read those recently. But I feel I think we were recently talking about the the college question, and I couldn't I couldn't place where Columbia factored in this film, and there it is mm-hmm. on the on the fridge there. Um, that's that's yeah. where it, where it lies. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was Going like to a Columbia. deal. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Or just a shout out to the fact that they shot the college scenes on Columbia's campus. Sure, yeah, possibly. It's, yeah. it's charming either way, I think. And 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 also that this is a Columbia film. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Sony Columbia. Um, <laughs> so that so, got yeah, a straight so- up boo at my theater for Spider Man Homecoming. Oh really? Yeah. The Columbia logo? That's oh, the Sony Columbia oh, logo. That's yeah. wild. Yeah. Oh, man. People know what's up. Yeah, um, yeah. So, 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 Dan, uh, tell us about uh, tell us about your your first time seeing this movie. Do you remember where you are? What what you were feeling as as a as a lifelong Spider Man fan? You know, it's funny. Uh, I, I just had to reflect on this recently because I wrote a piece for the Hollywood Reporter um, uh, about my experience seeing all the different Spider Man movies when they came out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I had to think back to this. It's called Why Spider-Man Means So Much. Yeah. Um, and uh, I had just kind of, I was 16 at the time, mm-hmm. uh, and I had just gone through, um, this is going to get really dark all of a sudden, sure, but sure. Um, I had a friend who died of a reoccurring brain tumor, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, I had been out of Spider-Man for a while because the clone saga kicked in, and my small allowance couldn't uh, like afford me to keep up with that mess. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it wasn't until the kind of like the death of my friend, uh, you know, about a year before the movie came out that I got into ultimate Spider-Man, the comic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you guys read ultimate Spider-Man? That is, my, oh yeah. That's my Bible. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and that book really treats Spider-Man very seriously. Like it's a really serious reimagining of, of the character. And, I had all my hopes pinned on seeing that movie. Mm. Um, and this movie is very much not that. It right. is, you know, Spider-Man is kind of campy and goofy and they're still kind of figuring out the, you know, how to make this whole thing work. Mm. So when I saw it, I saw it on opening night um, and I was really disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point, and I, I'll admit this uh, uh, on the air, to the point that I like cried of up of being upset huh. uh, because I just hated the movie. Yeah, mm. um, which is bizarre now because I I like a lot of elements of it now. Although I still find it kind of awkward and and you know it's a first of its kind. Yes. You know? um, yeah. Uh, but I like all the origin stuff a lot, and I think uh, I think the bit with the robber. And Peter stepping out of the way is the, one of the strongest points in the entire trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because it gets you on the side of Peter. You're like, yeah, screw that guy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of hard work from Sam Raimi to, to achieve that. Yeah. Um, 
But anyway, at the time, I, I was really disappointed and uh, to the point that my friend invited me to his birthday party then like, like a day or two later to see the movie. And I went there and I like hung out in the lobby and was like, yeah, I'll see you guys in there. And then left and went to my car and drove home Whoa. because I didn't want to watch the movie again. It was like that personal wow. to you that it that it wasn't mm -hmm. um, hadn't lined up with your expectations. Like, yeah, yeah, I really, I really was upset, uh -huh. and um, I think I came around on it once I saw Spider Man Two and loved that movie. Yeah, and I went back. I mean, I was sixteen at the time. I was, you know, immature and and not really thinking. It it meant something to me beyond what a normal movie means to me because the character had kind of been there for me um, through my friend's death. That yeah. like, it there's no way a movie could measure up to ten years of dreaming about what this movie. Could be. I, yeah. I remember yeah. kid, I used to lie and say that I read like news reports that they were making a Spider-Man movie, hmm. uh, uh, specifically a Maximum Carnage movie. Uh, <laughs> I used to tell people, yeah, they're going to do it in claymation. You know, <laughs> ridiculous. And it was a lie. Uh, you know, I just, but I just hoped it. Like, I'm like, maybe this lie will come true if I keep saying it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, it couldn't measure up to what I had wanted, but I, I, I've really come to respect it over the years, even if it's not my favorite in the series. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then, but, and you did get back on board when the second movie rolled around, I assume. <laughs> oh, I mean, like, it's like, uh, I didn't, I'm famously didn't like the force awakens very much, but I'll still go see all those movies opening night yeah. Because I'm eternally hopeful yeah. uh, about these things. And I'm not going to not see a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Spider-Man 2 rewards anyone's patience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, Absolutely. We're looking forward to that one. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, Dan, thanks so much for joining us these past two minutes. Yeah. Uh, it's been great to be here. I just want to say to you guys, uh, in, in hopes that your this endeavor continues for you, Godspeed, Spider-Man. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so one last time, uh, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, um, I run a Spider-Man website with reviews and news and all that stuff over at SuperiorSpiderTalk.com. Mm. I have about 15 people who work under me to keep that thing going. And I've also got a podcast you should check out, uh, Amazing Spider-Talk. Nice. All right. Perfect. And of course, uh, if you are on Facebook and you want to go uh, check out our Facebook group, the uh, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man Minute Listeners group, yeah. uh, go go check that out. And um, we, uh, we will definitely be linking to Dan's uh, two Hollywood Reporter pieces that he just did oh, yeah. um, with the release of uh, Homecoming. He, he did the one that he referenced uh, just a second ago, and then he had another piece, I think, uh, go up just before or just after that, mm -hmm. right? Uh, just after, yeah, I did the definitive list of Spider-Man Homecoming Easter eggs. Love it. Right, that's it. Yeah, um, so we'll we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely get that stuff on the Facebook group. So if you're on the Facebook group, uh, we'll link to that stuff this week, uh, so that you guys can uh, check out all of that and check out his podcast and and everything else. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, I I didn't mention uh, you can follow me at Sup Spider Talk. <laughs> 
Nice. All right. <laughs> Very nice. Ah. That's awesome. It still works, even though it's you're not superior. It still works. Yeah. I know. I know. I, I I was very happy with how that all worked out. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, we will be back with a new guest tomorrow with Minute 73. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks. Bye. Bye.